Zachary Levi is back as Shazam in Fury of the Gods, but can lightning strike twice? I'll let you know right now. This video is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. Go to athleticgreens.com Dan for a special offer and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody. I'm Dan Merle here with my non-spoiler review of Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the latest film and one of the last films in the current iteration of the DC Universe. David F. Sandberg returns to direct the second film in the Shazam! franchise alongside Henry Gayden, who returns as screenwriter, this time joined by Fast and Furious writer Chris Morgan, who's apparently required to be offered the writing gig on any blockbuster involving the word Fury or some variation thereof. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is about Shazam! and some gods, played by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu, who are furious about Shazam and his family having their power, so they do some stuff. Uh, listen, this movie is really about set pieces and loud noises, and the plot is beside the point, which is a real shame because it really, really shouldn't be. I was a big fan of the first Shazam movie, and I was pretty surprised when it came out and the box office was pretty mediocre. It got kind of met with a shrug by a lot of moviegoers because I thought it was fresh, I thought it was fun, I thought it was full of likable characters. I enjoyed watching the film. I've enjoyed watching it several times since it was released. And with so many key creative people returning, both in front of and behind the camera, I was really hoping they could recreate some of that magic. And while there is wondrous power to behold on the screen, that original Original movie magic is often not amongst those powers. Shazam, as I mentioned, is again played by Zachary Levi, but he's kind of the SNL sketch version of the character from the first movie, because Levi now plays the character as the world's biggest doofus, with none of that teen wish fulfillment that he captured so well in the first film. Asher Angel is Billy Batson, Shazam's alter ego is practically MIA, I think he might have five minutes of screen time, it's pretty much all Levi all the time. And Jack Dylan Grazer, as Billy's foster brother Freddy, has likewise decided to double down on what worked in the first movie. Freddy's natural, high-strung, fast-talking nature justifies some, but not all, of this manic energy. And I'm not actually laying it all on Jack Dylan Grazer here, because what he does, he does well. It just seems like the only directing note that was given to any of the actors in the movie, at least any of the hero actors, was bigger. However, that note doesn't seem to have been given to the characters who should be big and have the permission to be big, which are the villains, Hespera, played by Helen Mirren, and Calypso, played by Lucy Liu. For two vengeful gods, they seem somewhat disinterested in what's happening, rotely reciting generic villain lines as they pursue at least three MacGuffins, by my count, to recapture their power. Listen, I don't envy Lucy Liu's job in this movie, which seemed to largely consist of riding a green screen saddle atop an imaginary dragon and repeating lines that we've all heard in superhero movies before. But at the same time, I shouldn't be looking at the performance and thinking that Lucy Liu also doesn't envy Lucy Liu's job in this movie. And I think it should be an actual federal crime to cast an actress who is as interesting and talented as Helen Mirren and then do absolutely nothing with her. Any two actors could have played these parts, and the best villain parts in comic book films are the ones who seem like they could only have been played by the actors who play them. The rest of the cast is largely pushed to the margins, save for Rachel Zegler as Anne, a new girl at school who's introduced as a potential love interest for Freddy, although certain events that transpire in the movie make this a very odd decision, and then a decision that's referenced on screen, and then a decision that's even more odd considering that they've already referenced 
what's going on. The Shazam family gets a little time in the first act at least, but there are some big loud noises and dragons and CGI armies and other effects to get to, so they have to compete with everything else. The first Shazam certainly wasn't a small movie, but I did feel like it had a good focus on the characters. Shazam Fury of the Gods is pretty much comic book movie the movie. They should hand out bingo cards along with the soda and popcorn because you're going to be checking off things you've seen before throughout this film. Now, having said all that, I don't think that Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a terrible film. It's not terribly impressive, but it's not devoid of any redeeming quality. However, there were two things in the movie that I thought were absolutely horrible. One of them is the most egregious product placement that I've seen in a film since the Power Rangers battle Rita Repulsa at the Krispy Kreme a few years ago. It is absolutely shameless. It's almost laughable how shameless it is. The other is the use of a literal deus ex machina, and I mentioned this in the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania review, that that term has been overused. I even stretched the definition a little bit to use it in the context of that film, but this is a textbook deus ex machina. It is literally what you would put down in the book. You would illustrate this sequence from the film if you were trying to explain what it was, and it undercuts so much of what they've been working on in the movie leading up to it. I don't know what they were thinking or why they decided to do things the way that they did, but it really does kind of put a damper on parts of the movie because you're basically washing away certain things that happened before this particular part. Now, there has been much speculation about where Shazam! Fury of the Gods falls in the DC Universe now that it seems like almost everything is going to be reset. And I will say that there are some surprises, including one big one that the movie, apparently out of desperation, has been spoiling in its TV ads. Luckily, I don't watch a whole lot of broadcast TV, so I was able to avoid that particular ad before I bought a ticket for the movie. And I think it's a pretty dumb move what they did, because I doubt that the thing that's in the movie is going to save it at the box office but it may well ruin the movie for you completely. So if you haven't seen stuff that's come out this week, official studio stuff that's publicizing the movie, steer clear because you may very well have the movie almost ruined beforehand or certainly a lot of the surprise taken out of it. Now, who's to say what was reshot or added or subtracted in post-production to deliver the final film that we got, but I can only judge the movie that I was able to watch. And instead of Shazam! Fury of the Gods making some kind of an argument that this DC universe should have been continued, instead it's evidence that it's running out of steam. There are hints about what may be to come, but I wouldn't say they excited me, and some of them actually confused me even more. I was really looking forward to this movie because I did like the first Shazam film so much, and with that same creative team returning, I thought that maybe they would have something fresh up their sleeve, and instead it was just more of the same. If this movie were made 10 or 15 years ago, perhaps it would seem a little bit more fresh, but it wasn't, and you can't always say like, well, you'll only think that this is kind of rote, etc. if you've seen a bunch of comic book films before. Well, yeah, but your target audience is the audience that has probably seen a lot of comic book films before, and I just don't see a whole lot of ingenuity in this one. I don't see a whole lot of arguments for me to tell you that you have to run out and go to the theater. If you like comic book movies in general, then yeah, sure. I mean, this is definitely a comic book movie. I would put it about on the same level as Black Adam, maybe actually even a little bit below. I liked Black Adam a bit more than a lot of critics because I did find some 
new stuff in the action sequences that I didn't really find in this movie. But if you're going back for the same characters, if you're going back for even the same types of performance, I think you're going to find some changes here that you don't really like. So this is one of those things where I'm not going to tell you not to go see it, but I will say it certainly did not do a whole lot to impress me. It was mediocre at best and really a letdown, especially because it does show a flash of imagination in some places, which only highlights the rest of the movie where you don't see a whole lot new. And really at this point with the DC universe, this movie feels like they're just running out the clock until they can reset all of the characters and that this was almost something that they had to do instead of something that anybody really wanted to do. So those are my thoughts on Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Will you be headed to the theater to see it this weekend? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this video, Athletic Greens, the makers of AG1. You've been hearing about AG1 on the show for a while, and that's because it's now part of my daily routine. And it is hard to get into the routine of taking something like a daily supplement, but AG1 makes it easy because I combine it with something I do every day, which is to eat breakfast. When I make my breakfast shake every day, I include AG1, and it makes me feel like I'm covering my bases right off the bat. The biggest thing it's been helping me with is improved digestion and gut health, but it's also good to know that I'm giving my body so many essential things that it needs, and AG1 was designed to help you live easier and better without having to make a whole lot of big changes. Even if I don't make a shake, I can just grab a scoop of AG1, mix it with some water once a day, and that makes it easy to live my best life. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it's delivered right to my door every month, so it's so easy to maintain that daily habit. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com Dan. That's athleticgreens.com Dan, D-A-N, to check it out. Thank you to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this video, and thank you for watching. Be sure to stay tuned right here on the channel. I'm working on a season one review of The Last of Us that'll probably be up next week because I'm really getting down deep into a lot of that show. I really, really liked season one of The Last of Us. And of course, I'll be doing box office charts with Dan right here next week. We've got John Wick Chapter 4 also coming out next week. The movies really don't stop coming all the way into summer movie season, so there's a lot of great stuff to talk about. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. Until next time, stay safe. And I'll see you then. Bye.